You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. <laughs> hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Whatever the problem is, pet professionals are standing by ready and willing to, to help you out. Like the guy in the upper left corner, <laughs> I think. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan, and uh, I'm wondering why we're on four different cameras, but we're sitting in the same room. It's weird. So, <laughs> we're here right down below Brian. I, I guess that's me. Hi, Matt Fox. Yes, <laughs> I'm social distancing properly from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> on his motorcycle. And, yes. our, and our favorite oh. shared, I'm in the top for me. Our favorite shared child. <laughs> Samantha. Hey, Hello. Sam Nork. So excited about that. My name is Jamie. Hello. Just want to make sure everybody has a good time. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. Um, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I ran out for pizza. And then, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we probably should do uh, do the show. So um, I turned it on, and then there were people in the room, and it's a beautiful thing. How's everybody feeling? Everybody we're well? We're all in the everybody, same room. Everybody healthy? Yeah. Brian, you healthy? Yeah. I'm hanging in there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone here is healthy. I feel lucky and thankful and all that good stuff. And I can't wait for this crap to be over. Yeah. <laughs> we just started. Huh. Oh, I mean, you mean the no, show? No, not this. Oh, not the cool. show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Fox now. Are we done yet? No, I know. Don't, don't make me turn this show around. There's no turning around. Uh, but, you know, Matt, so and Mary um, has some medical yeah. challenges here and there, your wife, right? Uh, and she actually yeah, had to go to yeah. the hospital, not COVID-19, but she had to cruise into the hospital to, to, to get the tires kicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's back home. And they suggested when she got home, what did you, what you have to, you got her in the freezer in the basement or something? What are you doing to your wife? Um, you weren't supposed to talk. You weren't supposed to say anything about that. But uh, uh, we, we have her quarantine in the spare bedroom, you know, away from uh, the other folks in the house. Uh, which was, you know, nominal 14 days. Uh, yeah. So we're right in the midst of it. Uh, we got seven more days to go. Nobody's counting. But uh, it, it is what it is. You just have to uh, do what you need to do to keep everyone safe. Now, is that something you... you so, is that yeah, some- it's definitely a challenge. It's a challenge, but... Yeah, did you do that? Or was did the hospital recommend that? Is that... How did that work? It's, well, the CDC recommended it. The hospital okay. recommended it. So... Okay. We, we, you know, I, I, I am not a doctor or physician in any way, shape, or form, so I'll just you know listen and do what I'm supposed to, just to stay healthy. I know how to wash my hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, tell Mary we love her, and uh, you know, I love her. Take her very some, much. You. Take her some soup. <laughs> tell her I said, "Where's my meatloaf?" Maybe <laughs> <laughs> me some meatloaf. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So, um, have you seen the, the, oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. 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 So have you seen the, uh, there's like a, this kid and he's like, he's like, he's like in a, a, a like a college class 
And he's on. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I don't know. I, I, it can't be real. It must, it has to be, it has to be a fake one. And he's like talking and he's asking the professor, it's like this calculus or phys- physics class are doing all these, you know, formulas and numbers. And, you know, the, the professor is, he, he was like this in, older Indian guy, really heavy accent, just what you would expect out of like a mathematician professor to be just <laughs> uh, every stereotype you would imagine. You know, that's that cat. And, and the kid's like asking him a question. But then he like kind of pulls away from his camera and he starts yelling at his mom and like swearing, like, shut the F up, mom. I'm in effing class and I'm trying to ask an effing question. And he's just going, <laughs> and it's just like uncomfortable wow. to watch. I go, so if it's not fake in its entirety, um, cause the professor is like, he could, you could tell he's, it's like, he's, it's like a kerfuffle and he's like, uh, 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 and then he continues answering the kid's question. Uh, but, but it's like, and cause he's like just a little bit, you know, foreign. Right. And so he's like really polite about it, you know, and it's just, he just has that, 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 that air about him, you know? And, and so he's trying to be polite, but you can tell he's really taken aback by the whole thing. And, um, so if that was, if, if that's not real, if it was, I mean, if it is real, that kid is just like, I can't, I was uncomfortable watching it. Uh, it was it was yeah it was kind of funny if it was just like a skit but it looked real and real enough that it made me it made me uncomfortable not quite as uncomfortable as you know <laughs> right <laughs> but uh it takes a lot to make you uncomfortable yeah you really it just, it's unsettling i felt because I felt, I felt bad for that i felt bad for that professor guy because he's just trying to do yeah. his job and this kid's giving him a giving him a hard time i, I don't know i just me. That's just, I don't know. That was a tangent. There's no real reason behind that. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, oh, my you God, know what else is real? What? <laughs> I got the weirdest text today. You guys haven't known. Um, oh, you got to go. You got you to gotta share, man. <laughs> we got to read this. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, Sam, why don't, why don't you read the, this, this person who texted me, and then, Jamie, you could read my response. All right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, my phone's dead, so I don't have my phone. Oh. Sorry. Somebody else do it. I'm out of the, okay, I'm out of the okay, Matt. loop. All right. I got it. So who, who, which one am I? You're me. I'm the, you're, I'm you're, the, you're the green. I'm the green. Okay. So okay. Damn, you need to start. Then. Okay. I am an army medical recruiter and wanted to see if you are interested in being an, an health and healthcare provider. That's not correct grammar. A healthcare yeah. provider in the army as an officer. Signed SSG Colborn. Colborn. <laughs> so now That's I'm Brian responding. Yeah. Sure, I can assign myself the rank of my choosing. You shall call me Star Commander, <laughs> Viceroy of the Outer Planetary System. Deal? Ha ha ha. That's not exactly how this works. You gain <laughs> rank based on <laughs> education and experience. <laughs> Okay, next okay. one, please. He engages. Okay. <laughs> I understand you may not be interested. I am just doing my job. I'll update my information that you aren't interested. Good luck on your future endeavors. <laughs> you will do no such thing. Your updated information shall read as follows I have found the one who will lead, I, who will lead the resistance. All hail the star commander. <laughs> Why do you do this? <laughs> no, I'll update my information to show you that you aren't interested. Good luck to you. It's not my job to play games, but try to 
recruit, but try and recruit healthcare providers. <laughs> I oh want to be gosh, star commander. Shoot. Oh. Uh, did, did, is there more? There's one. There's one last one. I said. Yeah, I, I provide goodwill and humor. Therefore, I provide healthcare. You will recruit recruit me at once. <laughs> and I didn't reply. <laughs> Why did he stop? You're offering. You're offering. Yeah. All what your... did they call you that That's one great. time? They called you hey hey pen, or they called yeah. you some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they called you some weird name. Yeah. Or hey yeah. pet. They called you. Yeah. Hey pet. Hi pet. <laughs> hey pet. That is some funny stuff. I've been called. I've been called Joy. I've been called uh, also Eric. I've been called all sorts of things. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are a you are a joy. Next time I get a text like that, I'm gonna call you and tell me tell me what to say because I'm gonna be that funny. But no one no one seems to get all these texts that I get. I mean, this is um, <laughs> <laughs> someone from the army medical recruiter, and they they actually they engage me. It's like I thought these were all auto calls. Yeah, <laughs> that was like game on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've been asked by a lot of people, especially people that I used to go to high school with. They're like, they're like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Are you interested in joining the army? I'm like, no. <laughs> um, anyway, I had I had a uh, another response queued up, but they didn't because I said I wanted to be the the star commander of the outer planetary system. Yeah, <laughs> and I said that includes Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and possibly Pluto. I know Pluto is classified as a dwarf planet. <laughs> But I still want to rule so I can assemble my dwarf army. <laughs> oh my god, you should have just sent that. You should send that like five days, like like a couple days from now, just be like, you still interested? Because this is my plan. <laughs> yeah, haven't heard back from you yet. <laughs> haven't heard back from you yet. You want me to tell you my business plan? Well, <laughs> uh, what I like about it is they they send this unsolicited text. And then when I engage, they say, listen, I don't have time for games. I'm recruiting here for, it's, what do you mean I have time for? You're the one that's bothering me. And I'm <laughs> no time for games. Oh. The star commander needs to get busy now. <laughs> so Samantha making us proud today. She told us last week, but she put it up today. I did. Um, selling your artwork, right? I Tell us a little bit about that, Sam. Uh, well, um, I take pictures at concerts. That's like my thing. Um, and my favorite band, Blink One Eighty Two. I've gone to a lot of their shows, taken lots of pictures of them. And um, right now, it's kind of a weird time because you know I don't know what's going on with my life, and I'm kind of like unemployed. So I was like, hey, you know, maybe I should. And a lot of people have been asking me if I was if I was going to sell some because they really like and enjoy them. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll sell some. Um, this time around. And then I did, um, I put out 60 prints total. Um, there's six different ones. So there's 10 of each. Um, I sold 51 already. So there's really? only nine left. Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh my God. Me? I'm not joking. No, I almost sold all of them. I only have nine left. When, yeah. when did you sell it to like over the last week or today or no today? Really? Wow. I, I, yeah. I did it at like <laughs> one o'clock. Yeah. It's yeah. So now these it's are, only been six hours. These are prints. Did you have them pre-printed? And you now you have you have to ship them out. I yourself? have them printed. Yeah. So I'm gonna number them because uh, they're out of ten. I'm gonna number all of them and like some people wanted me to sign them. I don't know where I'm gonna sign them at. Um, maybe like in the corner, like really small, so I don't like ruin the picture. Um, but I'm gonna ship them out myself and that's, like uh, get them all out to people. I'm and saying, that's incredible. I'm kind of proud yeah. of you, Samantha. 
Yeah, I'm geek. Because yeah, we were. I saw that when I saw you do that post, and I I was uh, I was I was reposting. Karen. Yep, I was reposting it, and uh, apparently you didn't need my help. You're oh wrong. yeah, it it ha- I don't know how it you're, just happened. I just shared. It. I was like, hey, I had some own. people buy like all six of them too. It's it's wild. They're like, I want the whole set. I was like, okay, very cool. <laughs> that is a, yeah. amazing. Hey, Dr. Karen has joined us. Karen, welcome to Animal Talk. Okay. Hey. There it goes. All right. So, Karen, uh, appreciate uh, Dr. Karen. Appreciate you uh, coming in and, and, and hanging out with us. Uh, she was she was in the midst of uh, re- recruiting. Uh, Brian was being recruited earlier today. Uh, she was recruiting her <laughs> her cat back from uh, underneath the deck. The cat got out and decided to hide uh, on, on Dr. Karen. So, oh, oh man, a real stinker. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you. These critters, they sometimes put you through a few things, don't they? Yeah. So, Dr. Karen, what kind of, as a vet, um, how many critters do you have uh, living at home with you? Oh, you don't really want to know. <laughs> Collector! A lot of dogs. No, I'm a rescuer. That's what it is. I uh, have quite a few dogs. I have 13 dogs. Wow. And that's a whole awesome. bunch of kitty cats. Oh, wow. So yeah, I was uh that was part of the thing about the Serenity Animal Hospital. You uh you own and operate uh, there in Sterling Heights, Michigan, the Serenity Animal Hospital. It's uh if anybody's ever driven down 15 Mile Road near Shaner, yep. uh you'll see it. It's this magnificent. It looks like a resort. Uh and and it it partially is. You've been there since 1992. You've been doing it since 1992. Yeah. You know, I opened in 92. Um and at that time, I was across the street at the, in a strip mall. And then we kind of grew too big for our britches. So I had to find another spot. And um, with a lot of stress and struggle, um, I got the property across the street from us and, uh, and built the hospital at that point. It was not the easiest project. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Labor of love. Would you say? What was that? Labor of love, would you say? Um, it was a labor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you, you know, it's kind of one of those things that when I opened up the place in the strip mall, um, everything went so smoothly. But when I opened up this place, everything went totally the opposite. <laughs> so now the building, like I said, is gorgeous. Is Did you build from the ground up at that location? Yes. yes. Um, and... Uh, I designed most of it and we had to change the design a few times because the city gave us a lot of hassle. Mm. And, uh, and then when I was in the midst of building it, we had financing hassles because my loan um, person ended up leaving the company and they just kind of left me hanging and then we had problems with the property because it's on a floodplain and where we could build. Mm. And then the interior designer who didn't listen to everything I wanted anyway, um, left the firm. Uh. And so then I ended up designing the interior and it was just like, you know, kind of one of those almost whatever could happen, happen kind of things. Well, that's what you get for picking uh, an Indian burial ground to put your clinic. 
Well, you know, it wasn't so much an Indian burial ground as it was, sorry, I'm kind of having problems with my, getting my computer to stay straight here, mm-hmm. um, as, as it was questionably a brownfield zone, which the other property I was looking at had been that. And for those who don't know what a brownfield zone is, it's a dumping zone. Yeah. And so those can be problematic uh, like crazy. So, but we managed to squeeze through and got the place built and, and we're, uh, I think it was three quarters of an inch into the floodplain when it was all over with. So after all of the hassles of designing and everything, however, it ended up getting built. It still paid flood insurance anyway. (laughs) Uh. So, you know, one of those deals where you just can't win. Yeah, that's awful. But we've been, you know, we've been really lucky as far as, you know, we've got great employees, great clientele. Um, You know, it's it's been one of those situations where you wish you could actually build more again because you need more space. Just like a house, you can never have enough space. (laughs) Yeah. So how many vets do you have? Because I know you have a few other vets that uh, work with you. How many vets are working? I have four other vets working for me. Okay. And um, and I would, if if the market was out there and I could get another vet, I wouldn't mind getting another vet right now. There is definitely a shortage of veterinarians right now, so that's mm. a problem. Huh. But uh, you know, right now with things as crazy as they are, you know, we're not working to full capacity anyway. You know, it's been mandated that um, we can only see emergencies, medical cases, you know, we can't, anything that's non-routine. So, you know, we've kind of cut back on our staff and on our doctors as well. And I'm just coming off a medical leave. Actually, I'm not even coming off. I'm still on medical leave. So it works out. (laughs) Never a dull moment, huh? Never, ever. Well, even like today, look at this. I mean, I was all set and ready to roll open the door to let one of my dogs out and the cat snuck out. So he had just come in from sneaking out into the garage, but all my cats are indoor cats. And, uh, you know, there's a couple that have been known to sneak out into the garage here or there. And in the summertime, a couple have snuck outside, but I, I don't let them stay out there. They come right back in. But this guy decided that he was going to go all the way to the other side of the, um, the yard and go up the tree then he came down the tree, then he came back, and you know, he can go through the fence. I'm hobbling around here trying to catch him. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's, like he, it's like they know. <laughs> All the way around to the other side of the yard, and I have just short of an acre fenced in, so it's a little walk. Yeah. So, yeah, so, no, no, no dull moments at all in my life. You know, as uh, uh, me being a, uh, I grew up in working in kennels and as a dog trainer for many years, people ask, ask my opinion of what my favorite dog is, or what the smartest dog is or whatever. So let me ask you, what's your favorite dog breed? Well, my favorite dog breed is actually the Galgo. And most people don't know what a Galgo is. I, I don't know what a Galgo is. No yeah, please. It's a Spanish greyhound. Oh, okay. See, and, and, and I like the I like the uh, sight hounds, and I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I got involved. Oh, see, these are my two. These are my dogs barking at each other. One is inside, and one is outside. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me. Hey, it's a pet um, show. Like That's it's somebody else out there. Um, no, I got involved to show in the greyhound rescue. 
uh, quite a few years ago and instantly fell in love with greyhounds. Yeah. And, and then with learning a few things about greyhounds, even in other countries, because back then there was a lot of problems with the racing industry. Mm. And, you know, there were a lot of greyhounds that were being killed once they were not, you know, used for greyhound, used for racing, greyhound racing. So um, I found out that uh, in Spain, their greyhounds, which were called galgos, um, were used for hunting. They hunt hare. Hmm. And sorry, I'm wobbling. I walk weird. <laughs> um, and what they would do when they were done hunting them and using them for hunting, they would dispose of them by hanging them. Oh, oh. didn't see that coming. Yeah, they'd no. hang them from a tree, and their method was if they were good hunters, they would hang them high so they die quickly, and if they were bad hunters, they'd hang them low so that uh, they suffered. Oh. And so, my gosh, you know that kind of situation was just something that I couldn't. I, I just couldn't comprehend and got a little more involved in trying to learn about that and ended up working with a Greyhound rescue group and doing, um, going over to Spain on my own dime and rescuing dogs and bringing them back to the U S and that started in 2001, right after all the craziness. And uh, I have continued to do so, um, you know, until now. Well, now I can't, obviously, because nobody can go anywhere right now. But uh, the situation has improved over the years, but not to the point where, you know, it's it's there's still a lot of dogs being born and bred there. And the mentality of these people who are, you know, using them for hunting is just that they are disposable and that they're not, you know, a a precious life. The government doesn't help out the situation either. So like I says, I got got involved with them and I have four galgos right now, my own. I have two greyhounds. They were ex racers that both came off the track when they broke their legs, which is unfortunately the way a lot of the greyhounds come off the track. And uh, I also have a Spanish Pedanco. He's my troublemaker. Pedanco is an Abesian hound. And, uh, you know, variety of other dogs. We had a few little dogs. Everybody's a rescue. Everybody came from a situation that was not a good one. And my cats are all rescues, too. So, um, but, yes, so my favorite breed is the Galgo. I do think the Galgo is smarter than the Greyhound. You said about Sighthounds. And as you probably know, with sighthounds, the Afghan is considered probably the dumbest. We're <laughs> <laughs> the most challenging. Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Sighthounds train differently. You know, probably. Yeah. They just, they just, I learned when I trained my first greyhound that they are just a different breed when it comes to training. They definitely are. Um, I, myself, I had, uh, I had whippets for about uh, 25 years. I worked for I worked for a whippet breeder, mm-hmm. and, um, and you know he would show he was showing dogs. I was a kid, 
And I happened to let the wrong dogs out at the wrong time. Uh (laughs) And uh, there was a breeding that wasn't supposed to take place. So I was obligated to take one of the puppies. Ah. I was an 18 year old kid. And and I had, uh, so I had whippets for for quite a while, Uh, but they are different. You're right. You have to have kind of soft touch with them and you have to really take a, you know, um, a gentle approach rather than some other dogs that might be easier to train and more forgiving of your mistakes as a handler. Right. Yeah. I have a Galgo mix actually too. So how does the Galgo differ from the Greyhound? I mean, if I were to look at both of them side by side. It has a uh, Spanish accent. The Galgo Galgo tends to have um, a longer nose, longer ears, longer tail, um, longer neck. They're not as uh, deep chested as the Greyhounds. If you look at an AKC Greyhound, you'll see how deep chested they are. And uh, and then, um, you know, with the Greyhounds, um, their deep chest, the, the galgos do not have that deep of a chest. The greyhounds are considered sprinters, where the galgos are considered, um, you know, endurance dogs. And I see that all the time in my dogs. So if I were to put a, if I were to imprint a, a an image of a greyhound on silly putty and just stretch it out, yeah, yeah stretch it out. Yep. Okay. Stretch out okay. Of it. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So. So, like I said, as far as my favorite breed, that would be my favorite breed. I also do love, I love shepherd mixes. Of course, remember that I'm into rescue. So, um, purebreds are not really something other than the greyhounds that I I tend to look at. Um, But I do love shepherd, shepherd mixes. Yeah. Um, Shepherds can be weird, though. You know, they can be good and they can be bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But... uh, Catahoulas. I have a Catahoula myself. That's a different breed. So um, I have little dogs. I have, you know, I have one dog who is a Pomeranian Yorkie mix. So that would be called a Porky. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I did not get him because he was a designer breed. He was from a hoarding situation out in Allegan County. He's cute as cute as can be, but doesn't have a lot of brain power. <laughs> there was you there was a hoarder in Michigan. There was a woman is that one of the she had like just an obscene number of dogs that you were you were instrumental in helping find homes for. Is that a story about a year, a year and a half ago? Yeah, no, I see I live in St. Clair okay. and um I have been helping out at the St. Clair Animal Control for a while um since things have kind of gotten with a different leadership there. And, um, so yes, I was, uh, helping out, turned out that this lady that had all these little dogs was actually only, uh, probably about three, two to three miles away from me as a crow flies, Mm. which, you know, I mean, nobody even knew that she was doing all this. She had all this going on in a barn and it was, um, all little dogs, like your Maltese, um, that she had Pomeranians, just everything little like that, Yorkies. Was it a hoarding situation or was it was a breeding? Oh, so it was more of a puppy mill situation. It was exactly a puppy mill. If you looked at it, um, you know, like when they took all the cages and all the dogs over to the animal control and set it all back up the way that it was, um, it, it was the typical absolute hoarding situation. These dogs were just just horribly covered with mats. I mean, mm. matted so bad you couldn't see their faces, and Ugh. they couldn't poop because the mat with mats on their on their butts, and they all had to be shaved basically. 
Yeah, it was terrible. Wow. Mm. But you were able to, to, to get those dogs healthy and, and uh, yep. fostered and, and adopted out. Yeah, there were two dogs that um, ended up going into a hospice situation. One ended up um, passing away in a hospice situation. The other is still hanging on. Um, they were in heart failure. Ah. Um, the supposition was that she would pull their teeth because they had, yes, yeah. Um, they had such horrible dental disease because all they did is sit in their cages and eat food and poop all the time. Because uh. that's how they they never they never hit the ground. Ugh. So, um, you know, all their teeth were falling out. And all of these dogs needed extensive dental work because of that. And uh, so all of that bacteria getting into their system, of course, got in their bloodstream, caused heart damage. And without any treatment or anything, you know, a couple of these dogs had actually a few of these dogs had heart murmurs. Mm. And uh, so, like I said, one of them did pass away. His heart failure was so bad. He he almost looked like he was going to die when we had him there. But we we got a few more weeks out of him. And at least he died with in loving arms of someone. So part of because part of the mission there at the uh, Serenity Animal Hospital, you do a a fair amount of uh, fostering and adoptions right through the the hospital. Yes, we do. That's kind of unique. Yeah, we have a Facebook page called Serenity Animal Adoptions, and you can see some of the animals we have there. Um, It's uh, it's a combination of of cats and dogs from wherever, <laughs> you know, wherever they happen to come from. Um, we do some work with, uh, we started out doing work with um, Texas and their hurricane was down there and they were trying to get dogs out of there. And we continued to bring some dogs from Texas as well too. In Texas, they have a lot of little dogs that need homes because that's kind of the thing down there. And uh, up here, it's hard to find little dogs in the rescue situation. So, you know, once we bring in little dogs, they're adopted very quickly here. We're over there. They're just sitting in the, in the kennels all the time. You know, and So we've continued to help out in Texas, but we've also rescued throughout Michigan. We've helped out some of the other rescues um, here in Michigan, um, you know, and wherever. Um, we used to do more from Ohio. We haven't pulled any from Ohio lately. Um, but like I says, wherever is needed. I, I mean, look, I brought him from Spain. <laughs> it happens. So what do you do? You know, it's uh, one of those situations. You take them from wherever, wherever they need to, yeah. wherever they need to find a home. All right, Dr. Karen, we're going to, we're going to put you to work here. Oh, there's your Uh-oh. kitty behind you. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to put you to work here with a question uh, about licking. Is it, Here's a question about a, a dog is licking their skin. My dog licks his skin all the time. He's been licking himself constantly, and his skin is getting red. I'm putting a cone on him to stop the licking. What causes a dog generally to lick, and how can one uh, get a treatment for that? Well, there could be a few different reasons for licking. One, which is usually the most common, is that they have allergies. Mm. And uh, it can be a contact allergy, meaning they get it on their skin, but it's more likely something that is they're just allergic to, some pollen of some sort. And if they're licking in a variety of areas, um, then that's most likely due to something like pollens. If they're licking in specific areas, like oftentimes the back end area, 
that can be due to fleas because that tends to be the area that fleas tend to hang out in. Um, but we will see some dogs that will lick out of boredom. Um, my little dog that I was telling you about um, with the limited brain capacity, <laughs> he um, he actually licks his feet. And I know it's not from allergies and I know it's not from anything else. I actually, I actually did find out he has a medical condition that causes problems in his brain. It's called syringomyelia and uh, it causes cysts to form in the area of the brain that can fill with fluid. And so that can affect his um, neurologic function. And so I do believe a lot of his licking is due to that. So really, that's a very unusual cause. But the most common causes are allergy of some sort, and sometimes boredom. If you can get your dog to stop licking that area by changing their environment or giving them a toy to play with, then most likely that's due to boredom. But otherwise, probably allergies. All right. Uh, I see the kitty cat in your in your background there. I was going to ask you um, about your greyhounds um, and the, what was the name of the Spanish ones? Galgos. Galgos. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, how do they get along with the cats? Because um, aren't they trained to chase small little furry things like that? How do they, how do they, they get along? Are. And, you know, we always, anyone in Greyhound Rescue will tell you that we always like to um, test them. We call it a cat test to make sure that they're safe with cats. Yeah. And, you mean a cat scan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whoever tends to be available at the time tends to be the test cat. We've got clinic cats. This one here, um, she was actually, I call her a rescue because I got her at a reptile show um, of all things. Um, Someone was selling Bengal kitties. And uh, so I ended up taking her out of that situation. I didn't want her to be a, you know, snake food or something. Although I doubt they would have done that. Their Bengals are little pricier kitties. Um, but yeah, so in general, um, with with greyhounds and galgos, we always cat test them to find out. Mine are all cat safe. Sometimes they'll harass them a little bit. And my cat ch- chaser is actually Bindi, my cat Ahula. She's the one that helped me catch the cat just now. So um, she sniffs them out. And she'll snip them out if they're in the garage or, like I said, he was under the deck. She actually crawled under the deck. I don't know how she got in and got out because she's a little bit bigger girl. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, with any breed of dog, you can find dogs that are not cat safe. So it's always best to test. All right. So, Brian, I got a, I got a, it might be a behavior question. I don't know. Maybe might, Dr. Karen might be on this one too. But, Brian, uh, we've, we talked about trimming dogs' nails, uh, in the yeah. past, but we got a question here. And this is actually close to alarming. Uh, cat nail trimming question. Mm. I have an old cat that needs her nails trimmed. They're curving back. They're curving back so far. They're growing into her paws. That's, Ooh. That sounds, that sounds bad. Um, can I, can I trim them myself? Is that possible? I, you know, I would, I would get that cat to the vet. I wouldn't recommend the person do it themselves. Uh, and it's an older cat. See with younger cats, I taught, I taught all my cats to, um, to have their nails, uh, trimmed without uh, grabbing them. I mean, 
you can you can wrap them up in a towel and put them in a headlock if you want, but you can teach a cat to actually have his nails cut by offering him little pieces of tuna or things that he doesn't normally get as a as a reward every time the the nail trimmers touch his nails. It's really really easy to do, and it's a whole lot uh, better than than you know coming away with uh, scratches and bites. But yeah, with this situation here, yeah, I, th- I think our our veterinary guest has uh, you know would be way more qualified than and the pet owner to, to, to get to the- I think especially if the nails are growing into yeah. paws, it would be best to have it checked and see. Can and if your cat that? is older and you haven't done the nails yeah. regularly, it may be difficult to yeah. actually do them. Cat nails really aren't that difficult to do. No. In general. Dogs, have you seen the latest Facebook thing now with dog nails, how to trim your dog nails? I saw this uh, first with a bald guy putting peanut butter on his head and then now there's somebody who's uh who was putting saran wrap on their head and putting peanut butter on their head so that when they do the dog's nails the dog is licking the peanut butter off their head yeah it's, <laughs> it's a trick yeah some desensitizing there just kind of you know counter conditioning the dog yep. is, is associated I that at work when it, you know when the girls are trimming dog's nails I, we always keep peanut butter in a jar and a bunch mm-hmm. of other different treats and stuff like that we make note if the owner is a, is allergic to peanut butter or something like that. So we don't do something like that, but um, squeeze cheese is also good. Things like that to occupy their time while you're doing their nails. Yeah. And that's why it shouldn't be a surprise if you, if you date a, uh, a, a vet tech and, and they have peanut butter in their hair or soft, <laughs> in their hair. They, they just got off work. That's all. They're not weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing too weird about that at all. Oh man. All right. So, uh, Brian, Matt, I sent you guys, uh, an email and, uh, Dr. Karen, we like to do something in the show. We call it picking on Samantha. Uh, (laughs) Samantha is, uh, our producer and, uh, we like to, we like to pick on Sam cause well, she's awesome to have around. (laughs) We like, we like to play a little game. Fact or fiction. You decide. All right, we got a we got a little game. It's called Factor Fiction. Three headlines ripped from the news. Two are true. One is completely false, made up by me. I was as, muted <laughs> <laughs> while we were busy muting Samantha. Uh, um, so there you go. So uh, three headlines. Two are true. One is false. You, Sam's got to got to pick the uh, the fake fact here for us. And uh, Samantha, you ready? I guess so. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Samantha? Or, or uh, Matt, you want to go first? I don't have the... Yeah, uh, yeah, I can go first. All right. So, first headline is, how bird watching prepared me for sheltering in place. Huh. Interesting. All right. Hmm. Brian, you got one of those headlines there? Uh, headline number two, jungle life. Jungle life back to historic levels with all the fresh air. All right. <laughs> And then the third one, black rhinos eavesdrop on alarm calls of hitchhiking apeckers to avoid humans. What? <laughs> All right. Three, it's uh, black rhinos eavesdrop on the alarm calls of hitchhiking opeckers to avoid humans. Little birds that sit. Well, Is it a bird? It's uh, not an. Uh, <laughs> They're ox peckers. Yeah. Ox peckers. Ox peckers? Ox pecker, yeah. All right, so let's go Wait, through them again. What? <laughs> it's a bird. The birds, again. the birds that sit on it's the. It's a bird. Yeah. Oh, I'm dumb. 
All right. So first headline was how how bird watching prepared me for sheltering in place. Headline number two, jungle life back to historic levels with all the fresh air. And black rhinos eavesdrop on the alarm calls of hitchhiking expeckers to avoid humans. <laughs> okay, I don't so know. <laughs> I think. I'm going to go with Matt. Matt has the fake one. Dang it! You better start mixing toothpaste with your shampoo. You're getting a cavity in your brain. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> was it Brian? Uh, yeah, it was Brian's. <laughs> Matt, what was uh, what was what's your story about there, Matt? The the birds. Uh, it's about, people... about bird watching. So you're sitting at home and you're looking out your window. It's like, what else are you gonna do? So bird watching prepared me for sheltering in place. Uh, Chimney Rock on a. On the jar spur of the Point Reyes headlands in California is well known for the elephant seals and congregate of uh, the elephant seals that congregate there one afternoon. Blah blah blah. Anyways, uh, birds have been the very last thing on, on my thoughts of the day. Like any vulgar American, I've been socialized to word to worth. Oh my gosh, this person doesn't know how to write. I swear to God, Jamie. And that's why it's fake. <laughs> no, yeah, it's yeah. real. It's by the Lightly News just just yesterday. Uh, Lightly News magazine. But uh, it's very interesting. She informed me she began bird watching as she received older as a result as she was analytically minded. Wow, this person has a lot of things to say in a very weird <laughs> type of way. Yeah, yeah. So in the other one, the other true story was uh, about the rhinos. The rhinos, there's birds that, that sit on rhinos and eat the parasites off of the, the rhinos, right? The ex-peckers. And uh, they communicate really well, and they are, they're very good at avoiding humans. So the rhinos that have these birds on them, and the birds start squawking and whatever, that alerts the rhinos that people might be nearby, and they get they get away from the humans too, but the birds Dang. the birds are like their little uh, little, little wake up call for them. So there you go. I had no idea. Yeah. What a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Doctor Karen, I got a, I got another question uh, okay. for you. Um, with the with everybody being uh, shut in, um, I've noticed this more since I've been spending more time at home. Why does my dog have such bad breath? My lab. <laughs> My lab is nine years old, and his breath is horrible. It smells rotten. Uh, you can smell it when he walks up to you. Um, we've looked at his teeth. They look good. Uh, he's eating fine, acting normal. Uh, what can I give him to help? Uh, we've tried yogurt, and that hasn't helped. So should you give yogurt to your smelly mouth dog? <laughs> well, you know, if, if the dog has not had a dental exam recently by a veterinarian, or a technician, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do that, just to make sure there's not something hiding there. Sometimes small abscesses can form, and that can really cause a lot of um, very poor smelling breath. Uh, You can get plaque buildup. And just like if we never brushed our teeth, um, you know, that buildup can cause a lot of mouth odor as well. Um, Some dogs... um, have the fancy of eating poop, which does not make their breath smell better. Um, so that's another thing to watch for. If your dog has a tendency to do that, that could be contributing to it. There are a variety of different products on the market now. Um, usually best to talk with your vet about suggestions for products, but um, there are 
different types of things like greenies uh, and uh, dental dentist sticks that are available just commercially. Um, there are different types of mouthwashes or sprays you can use. And really the best thing is brushing your dog's teeth if you can do that. So is there, uh, can you use people toothpaste for your dog? Um, you should not use people toothpaste because we don't want them to swallow the fluoride that's in the people toothpaste. Plus, they probably would not appreciate the taste. They do make different toothpaste for dogs. It's like either poultry flavored or malt flavored, things like that, that they would have a, a tendency to not be discouraged. And you can have a, an easier time mm. trying to brush your teeth that way. Right. I'd like to try that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Karen, so um, at the Serenity Animal Hospital, um, how many how many pets are you fostering at any one time? How many how many critters do you usually have on site? Well, we can have anywhere from I would say twenty to sixty at a time. Yeah. I mean, wow. right now we've got two mama dogs with puppies. Oh boy. So if you counted all of those, that would be quite a bit. Um, the puppies are still nursing, so they're not ready to go yet. Um, but they came from, you know, situations where, you know, they needed to get out of the shelter pregnant or already had their puppies. Um, you know, I, I have a special, a soft spot, spot in my heart for pregnant dogs and shelters because I think that's a horrible place for them to have their puppies. Oh. And of course, their puppies don't stand a real good chance of surviving in that kind of environment either because of all of the potential for disease transmission. So um, whenever we can take any like that, we will just so we can get them out of there. Um, So, yeah, we we have kind of stopped because of the COVID thing right now. Nobody's allowed to really do much. Well, that was my question. Is is now a a good time or a bad time to bring a new pet into your home? Would you say is a good time or a bad time to, to, you know, I think it could be either because the good thing is you've got time to be with them and get them established and set up and potty trained and everything else. But the bad thing is they're going to get used to you being home so that when you actually do go away, that's going to be very traumatic for them. And you may end up with more issues of separation anxiety and destructive behavior because they're used to you being there and you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, there was another question I was going to ask. I should have wrote it down. It's just, (laughs) it jumped out of my head. Where did it go? Um, I had another note here, but there was something better I was going to ask you, but uh, the CBD oils, right? That seems to be a trend. Uh, with people doing like all this very holistic things is, oh, the CBD oil, you know, is great and they're trying to do it for them. And now I've seen it uh, for pets. Um, have you, have you heard about it? Uh, are you practicing it? Are you saying, oh my gosh, what are you people doing? Steer clear of that. Well, see, this is the difficulty is that there are not enough studies. There's virtually no studies. There's very few out there proving anything with CBD. So when we try to practice medicine, you've heard probably if you're watching TV at all, peer reviewed and scientifically published and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's what we like to see. We like to know that something works. And the only thing at this point that CBD has been proven to have any effect on is seizure disorders. Mm. And there is actually a uh, patented drug 
um, that is made for primarily children with seizure disorders. Other than that, nothing else is patented. Everything else is in the category we would consider as nutritional supplements, mm. which means they're not FDA studied, approved, or checked for potency. And so even within the products we have available out there, we can't guarantee they even have anything in them. Right. So the difficulty being, number one, that there's no studies to prove anything, which also means there's no dosages out there to know for sure what works. And then the fact that we don't have products that are out there that are recognized as having the potency they have makes it really difficult for us to you know, to say, use this for this. It, it's not like other drugs that have been tested. All right. I remembered what I was going to ask you. Um, okay. So as, as we're in this, you know, shutdown and, and shelter in place uh, and they, it's only necessary uh, visits to the vet, uh, emergency and necessary. What what are what are some necessary visits that people might think aren't necessary? And there's like, well, I'll wait till it's over to take care of this. What's something that people shouldn't, you know, shouldn't put, on? On, put on the back burner? Yeah. Well, you know, we talked earlier about licking and stuff. If if the pet is licking to the point of causing sores, um, then they need to go in before it becomes much worse. Um, one common situation that occur can occur when an animal is licking is a hot spot and hot spots are localized area of skin infection. And those can turn up so quickly, sometimes even overnight and get really raw and red and irritated. So if they're licking really badly enough that there's sores developing, you want to get your pet in um, coughing, um, you know, respiratory type issues are concerned. Ear infections, um, especially if the ear is very, very red, um, vomiting, diarrhea, those are all things that are considered medical conditions that you really shouldn't wait on. And what about uh, you know younger dogs or annual uh, vaccinations? Can you wait on those or, or do you need to have your you know your puppy shots and your your annual boosters? Well, and that's you know the MVMA has which the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association has kind of set up guidelines as to what we should be seeing. And the, what the consideration is, is puppies and their vaccines, because a lot of times if puppies get off schedule, they are very easily, they very easily succumb to disease. So we don't want them to get off schedule. So puppies and kittens and their vaccines, um, zoonotic diseases, which means diseases that can be passed from animals to humans and that primarily the ones that we vaccinate against would be rabies and leptospirosis so those are the vaccines that we are recommending they come in for anything else that is not um, a big deal that they're likely to be exposed to is not something we would recommend them come in for being to be seen there's always time in a month or so whenever all of this kind of settles down to get them in are you getting a lot of questions from people asking if they can catch uh, coronavirus from their pets? You know, I don't think we're getting a lot of questions, but I'm hearing a lot of feedback. And I posted some information on our site today, on our Facebook site on Serenity Animal Hospital and on Serenity Animal Adoptions, which is the latest 
American Veterinary Medical Association guidelines on that. Basically, the biggest thing is, is they can potentially pick it up from people who are positive. You know, they can get it on their coat. And there have been a, a very, very few cases of animals that have actually tested positive for it. Um, but as far as the risk of them passing it on to us, that has not been shown at all. So the risk of us getting anything from our animals is considered zero. And the risk of them getting something from us is still very, very low, but there have been some cases. So I'm sure you heard in the pandemic, uh, I think particularly in China, there are a lot of stories coming out about um, uh, police, you know, uh, killing pet dogs in, you know, over the fear of maybe it's, you know, it's, it's spreading the disease. Um, how widespread was that uh, where people are actually giving up their dogs or maybe worse because they thought their dogs may be carrying something? You know, we don't know how bad it was there. We do know yeah. there's been some of it here. Um, I think the biggest difficulty was the first case that was posted of a 17-year-old Pomeranian that supposedly had it on its fur or something and then died after that. And so they're saying, oh, my gosh, it died of COVID. Well, it's a 17-year-old dog that yeah. didn't have medical care. It probably died from something else. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, but that just all people hear is, you know, what they they want to hear or what they think they heard. Right. And, and yeah. I know I've been hearing um, some Facebook sites have been complaining. Um, people have been bantering back and forth about, oh, we should get rid of your cat or this or that. But there is absolutely no evidence that an animal can spread it to a person. None at all. You know, it seems like the AVMA or somebody should be getting the word out on that because uh, I still hear rumblings and postings and things like that on social media where people are still questioning this. You yeah. think some, you know, maybe Humane Society in the United States, somebody should be uh, putting that message out there to, to ease the mind of pet owners and make sure there's no, no uh, issues. Well, you know, and they did. And us. like I said, I did post something from the AVMA on our Facebook sites. So if anybody's curious, they can go on Serenity Animal Hospital or Serenity Animal Adoptions. It's on both both uh, Facebook pages, um, the latest information on that. So, um, but yeah, like, I, you know, people tend to hear the, um, you know, the more uh, crazy things and just stick with that instead of listening to the, you know, the stuff that makes sense, unfortunately. Yeah. I saw a news story uh, not too long ago, just last week, about uh, out of the uh, one of the zoos in New York. I think it was in yes. the Bronx Zoo. The, some of the big cats out there had contracted the COVID uh, coronavirus as well. Yeah, and so they feel it, that was from their keepers uh, because the keepers wow. were were they did have several keepers that tested positive, and they feel that um, those cats because they're in close contact. I don't know if you watch the program on Animal Planet, but they do have the Bronx Zoo on there and they do have close contact with the animals yeah. there. They do a lot of training and such with them. So they do feel that it was from the keepers that they picked it up. Wow. I know all about that. You, you, you didn't see the uh, tiger King, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I've seen that, Brian. What's that? What is that about? Uh, oh my goodness. It's a documentary. <laughs> Carol about Baskin. The... <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Karen, where do you fall with the tiger King? 
Oh, I I stay out of that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, same. I didn't watch it. Uh, I got. I just know all the all the things because nobody nobody stopped talking about it. <laughs> I got I got lured into it. All right, we're uh, just to uh, just about to that part of the show. Who's back? It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. Oh, Samantha, are you ready? No. <laughs> All right, is anyone ever really ready for these? All right, I got. No. I, got I only have two. I only. I only have. I only have two. Uh, what do you call Samantha? What do you call a hundred rabbits walking backwards? I don't know. A receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. I got one more. Uh, today, I learned humans eat more bananas than monkeys. When was the last time you ate a monkey, Sam? <laughs> Never? Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> humans eat more bananas than monkeys? How? When was the last time you ate a monkey, really? I, I found a conversation between two dogs. Can I share real quick? Sure, yeah. Yeah, so the you know dogs are just walking down the street. The first dog says, "Hey, my master calls me Furball. How about you?" The second dog says, "My master calls me Sit Boy." <laughs> uh, all right, <laughs> Doctor Karen. Uh, so you have the Facebook page, uh, Serenity Animal Hospital, and then Serenity Adoptions. Serenity Animal Adoptions. Animal Adoptions. And then uh, what is the what is the website? Um, the website is serenityanimalhospital.net. Dot net. Dot net. Excelente. Samantha, how do people find us? Oh, yeah. We got our uh, Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our Twitter page at Animal Talk Radio. Um, and then we have our website, www.animaltalkradio.com. You don't have to put the www um, <laughs> anymore. Um, and then we have our merch site, um, wearingfunny.com, so you can buy merch on that site. There you go. Cool. Dr. Karen, thank you for uh, hanging out. We uh, genuinely appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so it's uh, we'll invite you to play on the madness and throw some questions at you here and there. Now and again, if you're willing, we'd love to have you join us uh, virtually and Maybe if we ever get to hang out together in public again, we'll have you come out too. Uh, take care of your back. I hope you feel better. Take care of all them critters. And, all the uh, critters. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that's going to do it. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, please have an exotic week. And kiss your wild thing for me. There you go. Thank you.